Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Last weekend, after we discussed the $10 federal provincial daycare program, I received an email from the owner of two professional daycare operations in North Vancouver. She doesn't support the federal government, federal provincial daycare funding, and we're going to find out why. Now, before I speak to my guest, I just want to share with this, this with you. The research by Cardis.ca, and you can find it, challenges the 2021 federal budget projected over five years, national day t- daycare cost of $30 billion and $9.2 billion annually afterward. Cardis has two projections. The more expensive has five year, a uh, year five rather alone costing $36.8 billion. That's year five alone with Ottawa covering 9.2 billion, parents 3.8 billion through user fees, and the provinces are left to cover 23.3 billion. That's Cardis.ca. Carolyn owns and operates two daycares in uh, North Vancouver. And Carolyn, good to talk to you. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's good to, again, it's good to talk to you. It was very interesting to get your email because you point out in another note to me that a key point to you is that the governments, and this isn't new, they've been doing this for some time, governments think they know better than parents and the daycare operators, but they're limiting the options for both the parents and for you. Share that with us, please. What's the thinking? Um, well, I, I since they announced the ten dollar a day program, I've been getting a lot of calls, you know, asking when they're going to be accept when we're going to be accepted onto the program. But my key point is, like, you know, parents need to make their own choices, right? Because every family has different needs, and um, you know, do they want to stay home with their children? Do they want to have a nanny? Do they want to have a relative relative look after their child, or? Do they want to send their child to group or family daycare? But all the money that the government is, is, you know, offering is not going directly to the families right now. So they don't have any choices, and that limits us as well. So So they're pushing the families, parents, to accept the model that governments want. Mm -hmm. And daycare, as you know, has been a stumbling block for federal and provincial governments for years, this isn't anything new. This has been a stumbling block for years. Now they have this agreement, and it's not really complimentary, you wrote to me. It's not complimentary to the daycare operators either. Tell us about that. Well, um, so what's happening once we are accepting their program is that the private operators, I've sent this you know, to my accountant, and the private operators are allowed to make a 3% profit off of their daycare, and if they make any more than that, we have to send the money back to the government. So, you know, when I, I'm looking at a, a daycare, I'm providing lunches, you know, breakfast, two or three snacks, and my food cost is all incorporated into that, you know, the daycare as well. And, you know, I, I just, we're just sort of all at a loss. We, we're offering the best care that we can to families, but, you know, we can't operate or run on 3% profit, nothing. I mean, it leaves us nothing, you know, so. No, not 3%. Yeah. Is there going to be, do you think there's going to be pushback uh, nationally from daycare operators? It's probably not, I mean, I'm thinking it's not just you who's feeling the way you do. No, um, there is a couple of Facebook groups, and a lot of people on the groups are saying that they're just simply going to leave their businesses, so. 
I don't know um, in the end what's going to happen, but if the government is offering basically us nothing, then what choice do we have, you know? Some of us have mortgages on our homes, and we have a lot of expenses, so I don't know. It's going to sound perhaps unexpected for many people to hear you who own and operate two daycare centers to be challenging the, what the governments have decided to do because the feeling is, mm-hmm. boy, this is one that uh, the daycare operators are going to love and the parents are going to love, but you've heard from parents, as have I, and now I'm hearing from you, the daycare operator, mm-hmm. saying this isn't what the, what we wanted, this isn't what we need, it's not profitable, it's not what we can go forward with. How much mm-hmm. consultation was there with you and with other daycare operators you know before this program was announced? Um, we just kind of felt like this was thrown on us, you know, um, as much as we put our thoughts out there when we were asked to, but it still has, is going forward with the way that they want. So, Okay, so when they come back, and you wrote this to me as well, about this to me, when governments come back and they say, well, look, We've been providing incentives to daycare operators over the last couple of years, particularly during the pandemic. Talk to us about that. Well, the um, wage incentive grant is for the staff. So, you know, it's really hard to get staff for daycare. So um, it's an underpaid section of, you know, the workforce. So the government offered to increase their wages by $4 an hour, and that's to recruit people coming into the daycare situation, right? Um, so the other, um, sorry, we just, we, the other is the, um, the daycare, um, so basically the government gives each daycare um, $350 per child for under three spaces and $100 per child for three to five to lower the parent fees. So we still have to report on all of that. Like, you know, I'm reporting this year. Why do I need to raise my fees? You know, well, I'm saying because my my food program is included with my fees. And so I'm having to prove to them that I've had unexpected expenses, you know. So it basically they're into all of our books and everything. And, you know, this is very, these programs have been going on for a while now. So these are these are offered to us before the $10 a day program, mm-hmm. you know. So, so much for free enterprise. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, what about parents? Uh, tell me again. What are parents telling just, you? What's the reaction from your clients? They want the ten dollar a day program, but they haven't. They don't know what's happening to the operators, right? So, I get calls like, "When is this program happening?" And I say, "Well, okay, it's in a prototype state right now." So, a lot of nonprofit, and I know um, some Aboriginal daycares have been offered. The program, but not all, just a few, right? In each area, right? So they're going through um, the $10 a day program. So there's been a couple on the North Shore which, you know, spurred on the phone calls from my families asking when they're going to get it. But they just hear the news and the government, you know, speak about this, but they don't understand what's happening to the operators, right? It's going to be very interesting to see what the response is from other operators, you know. You've shared your, you're sharing your views yeah. with us. And I, again, I think, I, I, I can't imagine that you're the only one who feels as you no. do. Do you have a sense that, you know, this is supposed to go into effect by 2025? Do you have any sense that we're going to see a significant diminishing in the number of daycare operations that are around by then because well, of what you've explained to us? Yes, I, I think so. I think a lot of people are talking about exiting the, 
the daycare business right now. So I think that uh, they're gonna you're gonna see you know you're gonna see some government you know um, created spaces right, and you're also gonna see a lot more people exiting this daycare system. I'm sure. And we're not talking about uh, daycare spaces for every child in Canada. I I, mean, I, I think know. there's a perception out there. I don't know. I just know that there's been a lot more calls since we, you know, the families have been home with COVID. We have a lot more babies right now. So we're getting like 20 emails and calls a day looking for spaces. And we just, you know, we're registering now into November, December 2022 with limited spaces. And um, we, we don't have any more spaces. We have over 300 individual families right now that we look after, right? All of our spaces filled full-time, part-time. And so if they're talking about limiting the way that we can make money, I don't know. I don't think we can make it. So I don't know how you can survive at 3% because you have no idea where your costs are going to go. So if they, you know, if, 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 your, if your accountant's uh, deductions are, predictions are, expectations are, mm-hmm. that you're going to top out at 3%, I don't know how you I don't know how you plan for the unexpected. We don't know where food prices are going. We don't know where energy prices are going. Mm-hmm. So th- these are all things that you cannot uh, you know you really you, you have no idea where well you have an idea but you're not sure where they're going so you can't really plan for it. Correct. Yes, and we have lease lease to pay, right? And Yeah, yeah of course. Some people it's, own their own buildings and I'm hearing that people that own their own buildings don't get um, it has to be within an arm's length transaction, so they're not even going to get any help with their mortgage for their building. So this is what happens when you put bureaucracy in charge. Mm, yeah, they just hire more bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. So, is the one-income family then the two-parent one-income family mm-hmm. still in a disadvantageous position? Because one of the points that was raised again and again and again when I've talked about this issue in the past, is the two-income family can uh, can claim their expenses, their daycare expenses at income tax time, but the one-income two-parent family cannot claim their child-rearing expenses. So mm-hmm. we're still in that same boat, are we? Yes, I feel that way. Um, there's a lot of parents that that need more help, right? And they and they deserve it. Right, so you know, you know, there's a baby bonus right now for low-income families. Why can't they just increase their baby bonus so they can afford more, more things? You know, maybe they can put that towards their daycare or food or rent or whatever. But you know, to throw all this, you know, if if everybody everybody qualifies for a daycare space, if there is any, so someone is making five hundred thousand dollars and they're still paying ten dollars a day. And my, I hear, I hear that they're holding their space, but they don't always use it, you see. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.